0: Relax, you're with us. Cruise Holidays of the Era. Pull up a deck chair and sit back. Relax. It's time for your favorite cruise hour. You're on board, just cruising. Whether you're dreaming of your first cruise or planning your next one, join Larry Jackson as he explores the magical world of cruising. To launch today's cruise, here's Larry Jackson. Good afternoon. Aloha. A e como may and welcome aboard. I'm Larry Jackson, owner of Cruise Holidays of Vieira, and I'll be your cruise director for this week's edition of our radio magazine that's all about the magical world of travel. And thanks for being with us here today. And in the studio with me is our production manager, George Medina. Aloha, Larry. How are you doing? Aloha, George. Good to see you. We're doing great, we've got a great show planned today. Uh, First of all, we're going to cover the news of the week from the world of travel. There's not a whole lot of it, but there's a few interesting things and one piece of really good news. And then I'm going to do something a little different that we haven't really done in a long time. I'm going to give you a recap of three of the best river cruises that I've ever taken, time permitting, because sometimes when I get started talking, uh, time runs away. So we're going to try to cover the three best river cruises that I've ever taken and The rivers that these are on are the Mekong, the Nile, and the Rhone River in France. And I'm going to take you on a day-by-day exploration of each of these cruises, plus some of the pre- and post-cruise activities that went along with these river cruises. I'm hoping to uh, pique your imagination Uh, talk about places far, far away that maybe you've uh, read about or thought about and never thought about going to. But river cruising makes it so convenient to visit these places. And that's what I want to emphasize to you by taking you along a river cruise with me on a day-by-day operation. So we'll do that right after we do the news. So stay tuned for that. Before we get started with the news, I want to tell you about a very special cruise that we've got coming up. Uh, This will be an escorted cruise and it's going to be on November thirteenth, and it's going to be out up here at Port Canaveral, and it will be the inaugural sailing from our port of the wonder of the seas, Royal Caribbean's newest ship, newest and largest ship. Uh, she's over in uh, Rome and Barcelona right now, but she'll be coming to us in November. And we uh, have uh, what we have done is we review we re- reserved. Some group space on this cruise several months ago before the pricing, before people realized that she was coming to Port Canaveral and pricing started going way up. So what we're able to do, uh, because we had reserved our cabins well in advance, is we're able to give you basically a $600 discount over what you would pay if you just went to Royal Caribbean or anybody else today and signed up for for a balcony cabin. And the pricing that we have on this is $1,421 per person, and that includes port charges and taxes for a balcony cabin. This will be a seven-day cruise on November 13th from uh, here at Port Canaveral. Now, what's going to make this cruise even more special? And by the way, the $600 savings, that's not a gimmick. That's not something I'm doing to um, lure you in and then switch switch on you. Uh, it's because we made our reservations early and got the group space, and we still have this, the pricing that we had when we first booked the the cabins, and now the pricing has gone up. So the $600 per, per- person savings is for real. Um, second of all, what makes this cruise very special is it will be our second Tunnel to Towers fundraising cruise, and we will be making a donation of at least $50 per cabin for every cabin that sails. We only have 18 cabins at this rate, so uh, I encourage you, if you would like to t- join us on November 13th for the inaugural sailing of the Wonder of the Seas out of Port Canaveral, if you'll go to our webpage, which is just uh click over where you see escorted vacations, and you'll see a pane there that comes up that says Wonder of the Seas inaugural, if you'll Click that. You're able to register for the cruise. You can do that right now while you're sitting here listening to the radio show. And then first thing Monday morning, we'll get in contact with you for the details. Uh, The itinerary will be two days at sea after leaving Port Canaveral, then a stop at um, uh, St. Martin, a stop at St. Thomas, another day at sea. Uh, a port call at Coco Cay, which is Royal Caribbean's new fabulous private island. It is so much fun. There is so much to do there. They have completely revamped that island. If you haven't been there since they did that, you really need to go. And then back to Port Canaveral on on Sunday, November uh, 20th. Again, Wonder of the Seas, fundraising for the Tunnel to Towers uh, um, organization. If you're not familiar with them, I urge you to go to their website, which is the letter T. The number two, the letter T, dot org. And this is Frank Siller's organization that honors his brother who was killed in the in the 9-11 t- attack on New York City. Uh, they are purchasing uh, homes for severely disabled veterans. They are paying off mortgages for the families of fallen first responders and veterans uh, so that they don't have to worry about paying a mortgage. And all of this uh, is it's, they are a great organization ninety four percent of the money that they raise goes to to benefit um, the folks so tunnel to towers foundation once again i'm going to say I, I can't emphasize this cruise enough because not only is the donation and by the way the 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 uh, donation is coming from us at cruise holidays. not only are we making the donation for every cabin and sales to tunnel to towers. We have a extremely good pricing on this. It will be the first sailing of a brand-new ship, the Wonder of the Seas. And, and you can uh, Linda and I are going to be escorting it. So I, I think it's the perfect opportunity for you to join us. So please go to our website, justcruisinviera.com and look up Escorted Vacations and sign up and go with us. Well, if you're just joining us for the first time here on Just Cruising, uh, as I said earlier, my name is Larry Jackson. I'm the co-owner of Cruise Holidays of Vieira, and we are a boutique travel advisory store. We're located in Melbourne, Florida, on Wickham Road. For those of you who are listening on the radio, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we're available to you on the website that I just talked about, justcruisinviera.com, or you can call us at 321-242-1331. Uh, we would love to uh, have you as a client. We'd be very honored to help you plan your next vacation or cruise and we also represent all of the major land tour operators such as colette Talc, globus uh those folks, and all the river cruises viking avalon Ama, those uh uniworld so we we book for them also and uh I always say if it floats, uh, we can probably put you on it and, and book it for you. Well, let's turn our attention to the news of the week. We Yesterday we got some f- fabulous news. Um, the CDC has finally dropped the requirement that folks coming into the United States, whether it's you returning from a cruise, whether it's a, uh, a family from London that's going to Disney World, had to have a negative COVID test within 24 hours of boarding an airplane. And uh, this was a great deterrent. Now, uh, yesterday they lifted that requirement so we no longer have to have tests before coming back in the United States. Now, the reason I, I think this is so funny because when people take your rights and your privileges away from you and then they give them back to you, it feels like it's so much better than, before but we always had these before and now we're ah we're all elated that we don't have to take tests but we never had to take tests before so they took away some of our freedom they're gr- begrudgingly giving it back to us and for some strange reason we feel better about it than uh, we did the, the <laughs> before they took away our, our rights uh, another story that came across the terminal this week uh, the cruise lines are finally returning to australia uh, princess cruises Sent down one of their vessels, the Coral Princess, this week. Uh, She is going to do her first cruise on June 16th out of Brisbane. And uh, she arrived uh, actually a couple days ago on the 7th to get ready for her uh, start of the Australian cruise. Now, of course, we have not been able to cruise out of Australia for two and a half, almost three years now. Uh, the first two cruises on the Corps Princess are sold out. So, as you can see, we've got a lot of pent-up demand to visit Australia. It's one of the most popular places, uh, I think, that Americans go to, uh, probably because they sort of speak our language down there. <laughs> but uh, So, uh, Australia is back in operation. Princess will be the first ones down there. Well, the band is here, and that always signals to us that we are going to take a uh, brief commercial time-up so that we can pay the bills around here. We hope you'll come back and join us right after that. And I'm going to begin uh, with a recap of my sailing and my Linda and mine sailing down the Mekong River. So please join us. Anchors Up! Here's your host Larry Jackson. Hi there, and welcome back. So glad you could be with us. Well, as I promised uh, for the remainder of the show, I'm going to do uh, a recap of the three best river cruises that I've ever taken. I I keep saying I, it's we, my wife, my lovely and gracious wife, Linda, and I. um, We started cruise holidays about 19 years ago, and during that time frame, we've taken about 135 cruises. And some of them are uh, escorted. Some of them were where we went out to explore because we feel it's very important when we're recommending something, a cruise or a vacation or a land tour to you that we have been on it or been exposed to it as much as we can. Obviously, we can't be on every cruise and every tour. But it gives us the flavor of the cruise line or the tour company. And it it just it makes it so much easier for us to make a recommendation to you that we're going to be able to put you on the right ship when you're planning your cruise and your vacation because we know your vacation dollars are special. And as I told you the earlier in the beginning segment, the three rivers I'll be reviewing today are the Mekong the, um, uh, the Nile, and the Rhône River in France. So let's start off with Vietnam and Cambodia and the Mekong River. Uh, many of you who are our clients and uh, friends know that I was uh, an ex-Air Force transportation pilot. I flew the C-141. And uh, during the fall of Saigon, I actually participated in the evacuation of uh, Vietnamese citizens to the Clark Air Base in the Philippines, as the Viet Cong were coming down the country, progressing down the peninsula towards Saigon, and we flew all the way up until about four days before the, the fall of Saigon. Um, we broke every rule in the book, got as many Vietnamese as we could on each airplane, and then we flew as much as we possibly could and tried to get as many people out as we could. Um, and we actually, it was one of the biggest airlifts in history, we evacuated over 114,000 people, a lot more orderly uh, evacuation than what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, we were better prepared and uh, better disciplined. So anyway, I uh, spent 11 years in the Air Force flying C-141s and C-130s. And after my experiences in the 1970s of, uh, of evacuating Vietnam and I I was very curious to go back and see what happened after the fall of Saigon and after the communists had taken over the country. So uh, in um, 2016, we got um, an invitation to take a river cruise down the Mekong River, and we did this with Ama Cruise Lines. And and we elected to do a two-day pre-cruise stay in Hanoi. Uh, another thing that I had always been very interested in seeing. And then a two-day post-cruise in Ho Chi Minh City, which uh, we know as Saigon. So I'll just, uh, we'll go along here and I'll just tell you what, what each day was like. Um, we arrived in um, Hanoi. It took us uh, 23 hours to get there. It's uh, quite an involved flight to uh, from here to San Francisco, to Tokyo, to Hanoi. Uh, We were met by our uh, guide at the Hanoi Airport. Uh, I loved we, we, we got on the bus and the first thing he said was, I am not a communist. My sister's a communist and my father's a communist, but I'm not a communist. And he said, "But they're they're communists cuz they want to have jobs. So if you're going to want if you have a job around here, you got to be a communist." So he he let us know that right off the bat. Uh, they took us to one of the mo- most magnificent hotels I've ever stayed in. It was the Sofitel Hotel Metropole in downtown Hanoi. And this hotel was built in the 1920s. And I don't think they touched it since the 1920s, which is a good thing, because it was absolutely beautiful. One of the things about the hotel is, as with many buildings in Hanoi, the basement contained a bomb shelter. And um, they one of the things that they offered at the hotel was a tour of the bomb shelter down there. Well... The bomb shuttle was very famous because Joan Baez had been there on Christmas Eve when we did a B-52 strike on Hanoi. And so she rushed down to the... Uh, bomb shelter and they uh, all over this bomb shelter they got pictures of Joan Baez and they were very the North Vietnamese were very very proud that they were had Joan Baez in their bomb shelter and I told the guy and I, I said yeah our gr- great regret was we didn't get her she got to your bomb shelter first but and she didn't think that was very funny but anyway we checked into the hotel uh, Sofitel they had the most magnificent breakfast buffet I have ever seen the thing I, I'm exaggerating but it seemed like it went on for three blocks it had everything you could absolutely imagine um, in the world on it, in, in the room, um, everything. about it, it was so old-style hotel. It was really magnificent. Now, one of the problems you have in Vietnam is the exchange rate. Uh, they use a currency called the dong. And right now there are 24,000 dong to one dollar. And I remember when we checked in the hotel, I said, I told Linda, I'm going to go down and get some local currency, you know, for tips and things like that. So I went down and exchanged $100 into dong. So that gave me uh, 240,000 dong. I could hardly carry it back to the room. I had so many uh, bills because they come in like $100, 100 dong uh, notes. And then what they do in there, because there's so many zeros behind everything, sometimes they just leave off the last two zeros and you never know. Uh, what the, You have to ask them, does that, is that all the dong or whatever? So that was kind of interesting. Uh, the next day we woke up and we were off to a tour of uh, Hano itself. We saw the Ho Chi Minh uh, Mausoleum where his body is. Uh, his body is preserved a lot like linen's is in Russia uh, in a glass casket. And it wasn't there at the time because it had been flown back to Russia. They send it back every year to do some touch-ups. Uh, because the same people that take care of Lenin's body take care of Ho Chi Minh's bodies. But anyway, so we saw his uh, mausoleum, and then we went to a very, very sad place, uh, uh, very moving. Uh, we we went to the pri- the prison, the Hanoi Hilton. Uh, we saw the uh, cages, we saw the sh- uh, the uh, cells where uh, our so our airmen were kept for so many years and so brutally treated. Um, that was a very dark part of the whole trip, but I, actually I was glad I went to see it and um, and and got to experience just a little bit of what, what those guys did, uh, uh, being a pilot myself up at the Hanoi Hilton. Uh, that afternoon, we had a rickshaw ride. Now, this was a real rickshaw with a guy on a bicycle and us in the back. Uh, traveling through Hanoi. Now, in Hanoi, there are very few automobiles, but there are something like 100,000 motor scooters. And no traffic lights, just traffic circles. And these folks go, I mean, whole family. We saw ladies nursing babies. We saw people with weeks' worth of groceries on these motorbikes. We saw uh, a family with two and three children all on the same motorbike. It was It's really something to see. And what they tell you to do in Hanoi is when you're crossing the street is just keep walking, and the motorcyclists will, the motors guys will miss you if you stop it throws them off and then that's where you have accidents and get run over and boy it took a lot of nerve the first time we tried it but it works <laughs> and so you just go across and there's hundreds of these motor scooters all over the place and being uh, the vietnamese now have become big capitalists and uh, one of the things that they, they do is because they have so many motor scooters and so few places to park them Everywhere there's a sidewalk or a little um, parking area, they'll set up a parking garage, and you put your scooter in there, and a fellow watches your scooter for you and uh, for so many dong, and uh, so that I thought that was neat. Uh, Hanoi is an extremely busy town. Um, A lot of things going on there. They took us to the Old Town. And then that afternoon, we went to a water puppet show, which was really something to see. They were invented, uh, the puppet shows were invented in the rice fields. And they used long pieces of bamboo that they put underneath the water to actually move the puppets. So the the uh, the puppeteers are behind a screen, and all you see is a pond of water with these little water puppets. And uh, that, that was really cool to see, too. Uh, the next morning, we boarded a bus, and we uh, went over to Ha Long Bay. And if you've never heard of that, uh, it's a bay in Vietnam, in North Vietnam, that had these giant limestone formations that are just absolutely beautiful. We boarded a private boat. Uh, there were only about 20 of us on the boat and uh, spent the night on it. It was actually a yacht. And then the next morning, they took us on a, a small boat tour around the different islands of Halong. And it's one of the prettiest places I've ever seen. And if, if, just Google Halong Bay and uh, you'll see some of the uh, 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 interesting sites there then um, the next day uh we took a bus uh back to hanoi from halong and uh we were uh then going uh to take a flight from hanoi down to siem reap and that's in Cambodia. Siem Reap is the home of Angkor Wat. Now this is one of the reason another reason I wanted to go on this trip not only to see Vietnam after the communist takeover, but I also wanted to see Angkor Wat. It's one of the most moving places. It's a 12th century huge Buddhist monastery. Uh, it t- covers several hundred blocks, and it is uh, on a par with the Great Pyramids. And I had trained for several months because I wanted to be able to climb to the top of Angor Wat. The only disadvantage with going to Angor Wat is that you uh, have to be there for sunrise. And so we met at the hotel like at 5 a.m. But, boy, to see Angor Wat when the sun rises, because the temple was built to take advantage of that view, uh, that's that's truly one of the best moments of my life was to uh, when we went to to Anger Wat. Well I don't know if we're gonna make it through three rivers. We might only make it through one the rate I'm going here. But uh the, the band is here. We're gonna take our second time out, run ashore for a brief shore excursion. So come on back. Uh, we'll pick up where we left off in Cambodia on our cruise down the Mekong River. See you in a minute. off. here's your host, Larry Jackson. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you taking a little bit of your Saturday afternoon to be with us or on the podcast, wherever you are in the world. Again, before we get started back to our river cruise on the, on the Mekong, I want to remind you about this very special cruise we have coming up on November 13th through the 20th from Port Canaveral on the Wonder of the Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas, their newest and biggest ship. It's uh, We have a very special pricing for you of $1,431 per person for a balcony cabin that includes port charges and taxes. This is $630 less than what you could book the same cabin for if you went directly to Royal Caribbean or anyplace else. And it will feature a donation by us to the Tunnel to Towers Program uh, Foundation. So we invite you to go to our website, just com or just Google Cruise Holidays of Viera. Scroll down until you see Escorted Vacations and there's a panel there and you can go ahead and register for the cruise. We'll get a hold of you first thing Monday morning and get all the details going or you can give us a call 321-242-1331. Leave us a message uh, this weekend and we'll get right back to you. Again, we only have 18 cabins at this price. And um, it is a great discount because we reserved this cruise quite a a while ago. And the donation to Tunnel to Towers is for one of the most outstanding organizations, charitable organizations that exist here in America. Well, we are uh, in the middle of doing a recap of some of my favorite river cruises that I've taken. I'm not going to promise how many anymore because I don't know how far I'm going to get. When we last left you, we uh, were... In Siem Reap, uh, Cambodia, we had uh, spent a couple of days in Hanoi and had gone to Ha Long Bay. And we then went to Angkor Wat. Uh, actually, we, we were, spent two days at Angkor Wat. The first day, there are there so many temples around there. The first day, we spent going to some of the lesser temples. And then the, the next day, we went to uh, the, the full uh, Angkor Wat uh, again, a very moving experience. Uh, I, I suggest uh, it, it is one of the true wonders of the modern world. Well, after we went to Siem Reap we, uh, we boarded a bus and we went down to a uh, little town called Cochin uh, and we we uh, took a bus ride down there to get there from CM Reap and they, we stopped at a market and Our uh, tour guide, by the way, we had a tour guide, both the the same tour guides in Hanoi. We picked up another tour guide in Cambodia who stayed with us, and then we picked up another tour guide in South Vietnam who also stayed with us the whole time we were on the boat. Uh, The boat we were on, uh, the Mekong River boats are uh, about 192 passengers. They're very large because they don't have locks to go through. They don't have bridges to to go under like we do in Europe. So they don't have to be small like our boats are in Europe. Matter of fact, our our cabin had two balconies. It had a full bath, a huge bathroom, um, and so the the ships are very spacious. Uh, the boats are very spacious on the Mekong River. And on, on the way down to uh, get on the boat, and we stopped at this uh, this market, and the only thing they sold in this market were Insects. Uh, they had piles of rice beetles. They had piles of crickets. They had piles of ants. And uh, the, now the guides wouldn't let us sample any of it because, uh, again, the sanitary conditions over there are not the greatest. But what a fascinating place. Tarantulas. They had everything in the world you could think of in this open-air market. And that, that was really interesting. We, we boarded our ship, our boat, uh, and we had a welcome dinner. The next morning, uh, we woke up in uh, another village, and we took a walk through the village. We looked at, uh, which was very fascinating because we were able to go back behind and get away from the river and see how the folks in Cambodia live. And um, let's see, what else did we do? Oh, okay, that was that was that day. Next day, we went to another very unique experience. Uh, we went to Utong which is the former capital of Cambodia, which now is Phnom Penh. And we toured a monastery, and we received a special blessing by the Buddhist monks. And so what happened was we went into a very special room in the monastery. They uh, chanted Buddhist um, blessings on us. They threw jasmine flowers at us. And uh, we had a great time. And the two guys were really, really neat. And uh, so we got a very special Buddhist blessing. And afterwards, which is the tradition in um, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia, the local folks, uh, the monks take a vow of poverty. So they don't own anything but their saffron robes and a rice pot. So the tradition is that the monks go from house to house, and people give them rice or other food, and we were we participated in the lunchtime ceremony where we actually presented rice to the pots of the uh, Buddhist monks that were at the monastery, so that was quite a moving um, experience also. Then we went back to our boat, and that night they brought, brought aboard some Cambodian uh, uh, local children who did their traditional dances. From Cambodia, and I have to having spent a year in Thailand, I have to say the dances in Cambodia looked a lot like the dances in in Thailand, but that's fun, and that's one of the great things about a river cruise, is that you because you are immersed in the country, and people can come on board, and that, this happens in in. Uh, when you're cruising in Austria or Switzerland or France or wherever, uh, you uh, you can have local folks come on and show you their local traditions, their local dancing, their local music, and that's what we did uh, in Cambodia. Again, if you're just joining us, you're on board Just cruising, which is our re- weekly radio magazine and podcast. I'm Larry Jackson, co-owner of Cruise of Zoviera, along with my lovely and gracious wife, Linda. We are a travel advisory store in... Uh, melbourne florida our website is com. our phone number is 321-242-1331 and we're in the middle of giving you a brief not so brief but it looks like he's going to take up the whole show <laughs> a recap of our cruise on the mekong river in north vietnam i'm sorry in vietnam cambodia all right, after uh we uh, saw our that evening's entertainment, the next day we went to Phnom Penh and uh now uh some of the folks in Phnom Penh uh w- the excursion that day, you know, normally on a on a river cruise you have an included excursion each day. Uh, this one was to the Killing Fields. And I just couldn't do it. Uh, I, uh, that's just uh, such a sad part of history. So I did not go to the, to the Khmer Rouge Detention Center where they uh, have a genocide uh, uh, memorial. Uh, then we, uh, we left. We sailed out of Phnom Penh that afternoon. And then we went to one of the strangest things. We went to the border crossing at a place called Tan Chow. So they stopped the boat in the middle of the Mekong River. A little boat comes out with two Vietnamese soldiers in it, and they hand over the side of the boat a package with all of our passports in it. Everybody on the boat's passport is in this package. You can see the passports. And these guys go motoring off to the shore. And we're sitting there, and we're sitting there, and about three hours later, they come back. I was just wondering, boy. Suppose they just keep on going with our passports. I mean, what are we going to do? And what are they going to do with all those passports? But anyway, they spent three hours with our passports, brought them back to the middle of the river, and off we, were, off we went down the, um, down the Mekong River. Um, we uh, went to a, uh, another small village uh, called Tan Chao, and uh, there we had a uh, rickshaw ride around town. And, uh, then, uh, we went to a workshop and we saw some folks, uh, doing, uh, different crafts and things that they were doing in Vietnam. Uh, then we went, uh, we cruised that night in the morning. We, uh, docked at another, uh, camp, uh, Vietnamese town, Sadek, and we went to the local market there, which was really fascinating seeing all the fresh fish and things that were going on. Uh, and we... Uh, visited some candy and rice paper making uh, workshops after that. And uh, then we went to a little village and we took an oxen ride. They put us in these two person person carts uh, with two wheels. They they leaned way back and they were attached to an oxen. And we took an oxen ride through town. So, again, you have all kinds of interesting things to do when you're on a river cruise that uh, are fun to do. That And that was included. Then uh, we cruised that night and arrived the next day in Ho Chi Minh City, and that's where we left our boat, and we uh, checked into our hotel. We took a uh, tour of Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City that morning. Uh, Very interesting, and one of the things that they require you to do is to go to, what do they call it? They call it the... War Remnants Museum, and it's basically just a propaganda museum of uh, what they consider to be atrocities by Americans. Now, I had told my guides, my three guides, about my experience of being an American uh, Air Force pilot and the number of times I had flown in Vietnam. So they were very, very upset, but they said, you know, we have to do this. The government requires us to take you to this, this museum. And I said, "Okay, guys, it's okay. It's cool. I understand. Uh, It's not your fault. We'll do the best we can." Well, we walk into the courtyard of the museum, and there's three airplanes that I had flown in pilot training, and that had been used during the Vietnam War as fighter planes. And so I started I told the guys that and I took them on a tour of all of the airplanes and we went over each airplane and they were fascinated by learning about the airplane. So I didn't have to spend much time in the uh, atrocities museum. Well, uh, next morning we flew out of Vietnam, out of Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City and back to the United States, having had a magnificent time. So that's it. That was our cruise cruise down the Mekong River from Hanoi to Saigon to Ho Chi Minh City. Well, we're at our last time out. I tell you what we're going to do is our next cruise that we're going to be talking about is going to be the cruise down the Nile River. And I'm going to have to really move quickly on it, and I'll try to condense it as much as I can. So please join us for the cruise down the Nile River. See you then. Nice to have you with us on Just Cruising. You contact Larry on his website at viera.cruiseholidays.com. Hi there, and welcome back. Larry Jackson here. Uh, in case you wonder why I uh, start the show with those strange words where I say Aloha e Komo Mai, a e, Komo Mai means welcome, come in in Hawaiian. And uh, the reason I do that is because we at Cruise Holidays O'Veara are designated Hawaii destination specialists. We lived in Hawaii for over 25 years. Our children and grandchildren still live there, and we visit pre-pandemic as much as we possibly can to keep up what's going on in the Hawaii. So if you have any inkling that you'd like to take a um, cruise tour of the islands, or if you just like to go to a vacation to Hawaii, please give us a call at Cruise Holidays at VR, and we'll be happy to make that happen for you. Our phone number is 321-242-1331. Our website is just JustCruisingViera, V-I-E-R-A, dot com. All right, very quickly, I'm going to, don't have that much time, but I'm going to give you a brief recap of what a Nile River cruise is like. Uh, in September of 2005, Lynn and I were, um, privileged to be able to have a familiarization seminar to go to Egypt, we flew Air Cairo over to the Air Cairo uh, International Airport, and we were met by our Egyptologist, and this was our our tour guide for the next uh, seven days. And the tour guides in Egypt, and this is very important. Why he's an Egyptologist? The tour guides are not just tour guides; they have to go to college for two years to study Egyptian history. Hieroglyphics, uh, all of the things about the e- ancient Egyptian religions, so that uh, they are really up to speed on telling tourists what all the things that they're going to be seeing. So these Egyptologist tour guides are very, very special people. Now, there is no alcohol served anywhere in um, Egypt, not at any cafes, sidewalks, uh, restaurants with the exception of a couple of American hotels there is no liquor served. Well we didn't know that. So the Egypt oh, and the Cairo Airport Duty Free Shop. So our Egyptologist says, before we go to the hotel, if you guys would like to go buy the uh, liquor store here, you can pick something up and take it with you. Well he didn't tell us the cat the whole country was dry, so I said, uh oh, well you yeah, know it'd be nice to have a bottle of wine in the in the room and maybe, you know, we get a bottle of gin. <laughs> well, that was it for seven days. so <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciated him uh, not telling us that. Um, the uh, after the, we got settled into the airport, I mean, sorry, into the hotel. The next day, we uh, took a flight from Cairo down to uh, Abu Simbel, which is near Aswan, and uh, that's we, we were on the other side of the Aswan Dam, so that's where we were able to board our our boat. Uh, Again, the riverboats in Egypt are like what I said about the Vietnamese uh, Mekong riverboats because there are no locks. or Well, there's one lock, but it's very large and no bridges to go under. Very luxurious accommodations. The boats are really, really nice. The only problem is, is they tie them all up together at night. And uh, at one point we had, uh, I counted 64 boats (laughs) at one dock. So you had to go from boat to boat, to boat, to boat to get to yours. Um, And a lot of people ask me, well, how did you feel about security? Well, everywhere we went behind our bus was a pickup truck with three guys with AK-47s. And they all wear white uniforms and they're called tourist police. Every morning... We would uh, we would board the bus, and there would be a fellow sitting in the front row who's always named Mohammed, but he was always a different person. And one day when we were in the bazaar, he leaned over, and I happened to notice he had a Glock stuck in the back of his belt. Every temple, every hotel, every anything that we went into, we went through a metal detector. So uh, I have to say, even back in 2005, I felt very, very comfortable uh, with the security and everything else uh, that we had uh, when we were in Egypt. Uh, we boat boarded our boat, and then we went down to uh, uh, to the temples. At, and I'm just going to tell you the temple names, and you can look them up, because each one uh, I could spend a whole show on. Uh, we went to Abba Simbel. We went to um, to Edfu. And we went to Luxor. Luxor was really fun because we had horse-drawn carriages to take us around the city. Um, uh, Luxor is probably the best preserved of all the temples. Um, And the the interesting thing about Luxor is they didn't even know it was there until the 1800s. The sand had buried it for thousands of years. Um, And so finally we disembarked in Luxor and we flew back to Cairo and it was so funny because we had a mix up on our seats and uh, they were trying to straighten it out and I said well there's a seat up front there I'll just go sit in that and the 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 flight attendant goes no that's for the air marshal oh and sure enough this guy gets on he's got a uniform on and he's carrying an AK-47 so all this stuff where, where we try to hire had hide Our air marshals, you know, nobody knows who the air marshal is. (laughs) In Egypt, they don't make any bones about it. Again, metal detectors everywhere, uh, even out on the tarmac before you get on the uh, airplane, even though you had done it coming into the um, into the terminal. One of the most fascinating uh, places we went uh, back in Cairo was to the Egyptian Museum of Antiquities. Now, it's been completely revamped since we were there in 2005. And this is where all of the uh, treasures of T- T- Tutankhamun's tomb are located. And this is the display that toured the United States a few years ago all of the uh, parts of that, and that was only a very small portion of what they have at the Egyptian Museum of Antiquities. We also went over to the Old Town where uh, we visited one of the oldest Jewish synagogues and a, a Coptic Christian church, which is reputedly the site of where Joseph and Mary um, actually uh, hid out with baby Jesus during uh, Herod's reign when he was killing all the uh, firstborn children. And um, this is traditionally known as the site where they were when they were in Cairo. Then it was off to the Great Pyramids. Cannot tell you uh, what a life-changing experience that is. Incredible place. And that's where we rode camels i did not we. Linda rode a camel. I I watched. Uh, the Giza pyramids are just spectacular. And, again, I can't say enough uh, about what it was like to visit them. You, you just got to go do this, folks. You got to go take a cruise on the Nile River. Uh, then, uh, oh, that evening we went to, uh, they took us to dinner on a um, floating restaurant, and they had the whirling dervishes uh, dancing for us. And that was really neat. Uh, they really exist. The whirling dervishes really exist. So that was a very quick recap of the Nile River. It's it's such a fascinating th- sight to see because you're there on the river. You see for about uh, maybe a half a mile all of the vegetation and the farms uh, and then, Beyond that is nothing but desert. It's just an incredible sight. We saw folks on those arid areas still with wooden plows and oxen. Uh, Egypt, every, almost everything there is is three to 5,000 years old. If you get a chance, give us a call at Cruise All Days of Year, and let us get you on a Nile River cruise. It will really change your life. Sadly, we've come to the end of another segment of Just Cruising. We want to thank you for being with us here. We hope you'll join us again next week. We have scheduled with us a a visitor, uh, Jill Hanlon from Oceana Cruises will be joining us. So until we see you again, keep on cruising.